everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manufacturing IT podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by Martina Zelenka. Uh, I've known Martina uh, and her husband Domagoy for quite a few years now. I think it was um, 2017 when we first spoke and I helped relocate them and secure them a job in Germany. So they relocated from their native Croatia to Germany. Um, and believe it or not, it was actually my first MES ever placement. So it was the first time working with MES professionals. It was my first time relocating people. Um, and it just so happened to be a, a husband and wife and, and their young son. So there, there are a couple that I've known a long time that I uh, kept a special eye on their progress. So when I asked uh, Martina to be a guest on the pod, I was uh, delighted that she was, was keen to join me. So uh, warm welcome, Martina. Thank you very much, Daniel, and uh, it's my pleasure, yeah, to now talk to you and share my experience in the MES world together with your MES society. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's great, Martina, because what I what I was conscious of after the last series, um, as I mentioned to you, we we had many male guests on the pod, so I really wanted to bring a a, a kind of female onto the pod, bring some balance to that. Because I know one area that, that we're keen to talk about and an area you're passionate about, about is STEM, uh, women in STEM and, and STEM science, technology, engineering and maths for, for those that don't know. But it's an area that I'm passionate about, uh, but also glad to hear that you are. And I know there's some initiatives that you're doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, so exactly. This is uh, the topic that I am very passionate about and uh, still uh, on the projects and the meetings and everywhere, uh, it's mostly men. And yeah. uh, this is something that uh, I really want to change from the early age, so kindergarten uh, age, yeah. uh, to introduce uh, this uh, science, technology, engineering uh, fields uh, to the small children and to make it uh, more interesting and appealing uh, uh, to them and uh, to, of course, uh, finally start pursuing their career. As we know, the world is becoming more and more digitalized. Mm. So, uh, uh, so basically, we need to bring more and more girls on a job. I, no, totally. And, and I think in my kind of you know, seven or eight years in, in the recruitment, it's, and I've mostly been in IT recruitment, um, it has been a very male-dominated space with, you know, far less women or female placements that I make. But I was just doing some research before the pod, and I think it's something like only 24% of students are, um, sorry, STEM students are women, and something like only 28% of the workforce, um, female workforce, is, are from a STEM background. So it, it's an area that there definitely needs more exposure to. And uh, I think as we move manufacturing into more of a digital age, um, hopefully that can entice more more women and females to join. So I think it's an area that has been male dominated and it would be great to, to shift that. Uh, exactly. And uh, as you know, I come from automation background and actually uh, my first job was in uh, automation. And uh, I was uh, as an automation engineer included in the uh, new building of the new power plants. Uh, and uh, DCS systems for the power plants. And there actually I had, I have one anecdote as the only woman on the site, new <laughs> power plant being built. <laughs> I saw this guy, you know, driving around and when he saw a female person, he like almost crashed into one building <laughs> because it was really a sight for him to see, you know, like 
Mm. Oh, we have a one, actually only one female on the site. And this is where as well I want to change things. And I think that uh, uh, the women can do an equally great job as the men can. Uh, mm. They just need to be pushed in that direction. No, I, I, I totally agree. So how, how did that feel then, being the only woman on, on the sites and the plant? Uh, so, um, well, this is a different kind of industry. So we are now more focused on the pharma industry, but mm. uh, being in the field of uh, energy, uh, the conditions are more, I would say, tough. So uh, basically, it was hard, especially mm. being a woman and uh, the uh, types of the conversations that you were having and uh, uh, everything was different uh, compared to uh, pharma. But uh, I, I think that uh, being great, yeah, being a woman, uh, we can we come across a lot of uh, uh, challenges in our life, uh, uh, even more than men. Yes. So I think that uh, we can do it, and uh, uh, we only need to feel confident about uh, doing it, uh, and then anything is possible, and not to be afraid of anything. Uh, so this is the message that I want to bring to everyone, and hmm. to have more females as well on the power plant. <laughs> mm. No, I, I think that's work. A, Yeah, I, and I think having the, you know, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it, with the bravery, because we need to create the environment that, A, females and women want to move into and see an exciting, passionate environment, something they can feel they can add value. But also then it's about breaking that confirmation bias of, you know, male pay increases over women and different environments and, you know, that kind of culture of, of a men's environment where it may be intimidating for women. So it, it, it's a difficult one to navigate. But I, I, I guess an area that we might touch on is, is that the previous company you were working at, Prime for Services, two of the managing directors there are women as well. So that must have been quite nice for you to be in an environment in a company where, you know, there's female leadership as well. That was excellent. And mm. uh, as you know, uh, you brought both Domago and me uh, into the Prime for Services. Mm. And as well, I worked uh, on my previous job uh, in the global MESOE team. There as well, I had a great, great uh, uh, boss that was woman as well. Okay. Uh, both in Croatia and uh, in Israel, in Teva. Uh, they were amazing and they were so, uh, they were inspiring. And then, uh, of course, I was lucky to join Prime for Services as well as well, what you said, uh, mm. two managing directors were females uh, that as well in life, they, I believe, didn't have it easy, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, they did an amazing job and the Prime for Services is an amazing company in the MES Consulting and I really enjoyed working there. No, well, well, well said, Martina. So what I wanted to start upon is, is maybe kind of your journey into the kind of farmer MES world. So you mentioned previously to where you are now and what you were doing before you was at Teva in the global team for the MES and OEE. Um, but previous to that, you mentioned you was in energy. So how, how did you make the transition into pharma and, you know, starting life working in farmer MES at the, the manufacturing site must have been exciting. So tell us a little bit about your journey there. So actually, yeah, as I already said, uh, I start from the DCS systems uh, for the power plant. 
And then uh, one opportunity uh, showed up to me where I was uh, working like uh, uh, in a company uh, doing fully IT. Okay. But uh, because of uh, my, uh, I was missing all that like machines and production <laughs> and all that the stuff. physical yes exactly so i am like more hands-on uh, and uh, i like um, um, electricity and stuff all okay. around it and yeah actually the machines i was missing it a lot so when uh, the uh, teva decided to uh, start their global msoe team uh, in croatia zagreb and when I saw a job ad, it seemed like a perfect fit for me. So it's a combination of like manufacturing and IT. And yeah. I really loved that advert and I applied to the advert. And this is where my MES journey started. So at first it was a team of uh, five people and Domago and me were yeah, <laughs> in that uh, five people that uh, kind of were a start of the Tevas Global MES uh, OEE uh, program and uh, uh, I really enjoyed that and uh, it was straightforward like uh, this is uh, the direction that I want to go in my life this combines yeah. like my two passions well this is what I was going to ask actually because one of the one of the areas that I'm keen to explore with with my guests is the ideal journey to become a, a farmer MES professional now in my experience I see people moving over from the IT side down understands the IT, the development programming, and then start to learn MES. Or I see people like yourself who moves up from the manufacturing, the DCS layer, and then understands manufacturing. So, you know, from your perspective, do you think your journey gave you a really good preparation to understanding the farmer MES? Uh, I think it did. Mm. But in general, uh, I think what uh, for MES people, the most important thing is, is that, uh, they do not like only working at the computer, you know, being on their station and working mm. on the computer, but that they actually like that uh, shop floor feeling. Yeah. Um, uh, coming to the shop floor, talking to the operators, supervisors, uh, management, uh, people who are leading manufacturing, uh, this like uh, uh, touch with the really like physical stuff as well. Yeah. And uh, for those people who love that, I think that MES is the perfect field. It doesn't matter the background that they come from. Uh, they will love to do that work, you know, to try to enhance the manufacturing process. Yeah, increase the efficiency of the shop floor. But exactly. I, so, so I guess it makes a lot of sense then for them people to have a grounding in the shop floor. What does efficiency mean? you know, speaking the language of the operators, understanding the workflows, etc. Exactly. So shop floor is very important. It doesn't matter where you're coming from, but uh, when you get a chance, uh, you need to be on the shop floor as much as possible. Uh, you need to watch the process. You need to talk to people. Uh, you need to ask the people the right questions. Um, what do they find? that is uh, currently most challenging for them in their uh, working environment uh, where they feel that the process can enhance because yes. they have the hands on the process directly every day for at least eight hours a day. Yeah. So they are into it and this part is very important. And if you are willing to understand that, 
and uh, listen to everyone. I think that you can be very successful in the MES implementations and in general in manufacturing IT. No, that, that's, that's well said, Martin. So you've been in the Pharma MES domain now for eight or nine years, is it? Around yeah, it's like uh, around 10 years <laughs> okay, now, yeah. I think. The time side. The time, so yeah. what I was curious to understand, and, and maybe you can share some insight, you know, we don't have to go too deep into specifics because I know sometimes projects are confidential, but what type of common challenges have, have you seen or common themes across different implementations? Because you've got the, a really good balance of experience between working for the end user, the manufacturer, and also now the consultancy. So, you know, in my opinion, that's the perfect background to kind of give you the rounded experience. So curious to hear what kind of common challenges have you seen or heard, or what do you witness that, you know, is a common theme? I would say that the, uh, one of the most important challenges is uh, to uh, try to integrate this like different worlds. So you have the first world that is automation. Yeah. that uh, uh, there are specific rules that apply in the automation uh, world that doesn't necessarily understand the IT world. Then you have this IT world that does not understand the automation <laughs> world. Yeah. And uh, then you have a key user that, uh, uh, that uh, maybe is a bit uh, lacking of understanding uh, of what uh, uh, this combination of automation and the IT can bring to him. And he's always asking, uh -huh, what will be my benefit okay. from it? So I would say that, uh, uh, you know, aligning automation perspective, IT perspective, and the key user perspective uh, is uh, the key to the successful MES project implementation. Wow. Okay. So how, how would somebody go about making sure that those three people then are all tied in and bought into the same mission? What's the, what's the solution? <laughs> the, solution the, the solution is uh, basically uh, having the person who experienced both. Uh, that's why I said that okay. the shop floor, being on the shop floor, talking to operators, mm. uh, talking to supervisors, uh, talking to uh, the managers is key in everything. So you need to talk to them, you need to listen to them, you need to understand them. And yes. then uh, you uh, need to have a basic knowledge of the automation side to know uh, what exactly is the purpose of the automation and what kind of the rules apply in automation. And then you need to have the basic knowledge and understanding of the IT systems. Uh, to make it like more clear. So when you are programming a DCS system, and it's called programming as well, as in IT, mm. zero bugs are allowed, zero okay. bugs. You, and you need to make sure that everything works, you know, to the perfection, because okay. actually you can bring uh, people, a product, uh, everything uh, in this manufacturing process, uh, you can bring a huge risk to it. So zero yeah. bugs are allowed. While in IT, you have always this certain percentage of the bugs when you're implementing IT systems that are allowed. Yes. And um, I think this is the best example to explain the difference between the natures of these uh, two systems uh, where you need to align them. And mm -hmm. yes, at the end, 
they need to understand that their main key user needs to have a benefit from both of this uh, world and that they, they need to enhance their manufacturing process and ask themselves both of these worlds how can we do it yes i think that i think that's a good 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 point there martina so to summarize we need to get buy-in and understanding of the key benefits for the automation side the it side and the key super user to get all three people bought in understanding the benefits but also understanding their pain points and how the digital solution can can solve them uh exactly so uh these are the two layers automation and it layer mm. that uh are just uh, starting to learn how to communicate with each other <laughs> uh, so this is the start of digitalization i would mm. say so with this huge effort so actually when i first started implementing mes uh, systems uh, coming from automation background i was even kind of disappointed why okay. are we not communicating with the production units <laughs> you know yes. uh, and uh, i already saw the benefits of communicating with the production units but then uh, i guess it took a couple of years and now we are uh, at the start i would say start of the industry 4.0 and yeah. digital transformation journey and now they are learning how to communicate with each other uh, and uh, again we shouldn't concentrate only on them how to communicate but at the end as well to from that communication to bring the end result to the key user this is crucial again do you think it was resistance to the change that meant that to, to the breakdown of communication or do you think it was just not a priority as it might have been to the it side or the automation side which meant that you know there was a, a disjointed in terms of the benefit so when we are talking about the pharma industry and uh, it's a highly regulated industry mm. sometimes it can be a really conservative environment to work in <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, they can sometimes be very resistant to a change yeah. this is one part of the story the other part of the story is that uh, until now we didn't have um technology background because yes. you can have a lot of ideas but if the technology will not support it then yeah. you cannot do anything about it now we are coming in time where uh, uh, there is a lot of work being done on the technology side and uh, there are a lot of uh, initiatives to bring these two worlds together so they are coming together and yeah. uh, right now in automation you have uh, teams uh, specialized for uh, integration part now as well in the it uh, sector you have teams specialized for the integration with automation layer so mm. definitely uh, all around the different companies i can see that the initiative has begun and that everybody um, is eager to go into that direction and that is great no that makes sense of the meshing of the two sectors now so there's kind of less of a, a divide and more of a kind of combined effort to, to make a project a success well that, that kind of leads me on to my next question martin which is going to be you know in your, in your kind of 10 years so with farmer mes deployments implementations what have you really seen as the kind of major changes now obviously we spoke about 
that meshing of the two different worlds. But what about from a digital perspective? What other changes have you seen in the last kind of 10 years or so? Well, this is exactly the biggest challenges that I see is this integration with the uh, level two uh, layer that I see going on. Um, maybe I think that uh, more where I see that the biggest change will come is that we will need more and more people uh, to see the big picture now. Okay. You know, we are turning from uh, this uh, like uh, uh, one layer focused environment yeah. uh, to the overall big picture of one uh, plant, how it should look like. Okay. And I see projects starting in a different way. So first you have like, if you're building a new facility, first what you're going to concentrate is on getting your machines for the, your production line, you know, sorted out how your production line is going to look like. Yes. Uh, I don't uh, see that happening anymore only. Okay. I see uh, that there are more and more efforts from the start to see like this big picture. What Holistic all the systems, view. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what all the systems I need for uh, to make this facility work, to make uh, a high quality product, in the mm. shortest time possible to bring it to the market yes uh, and for that i need a number of the systems as well what i see that we need to work on is optimizing the number of the systems uh keeping in mind that there will never be one system for all <laughs> this will not happen mm. ever we need to respect the nature of the layers we need yeah. to understand them and their main functionalities need to be uh, kept in the layer in their layers. So yeah. we shouldn't move the, the main functionalities between the layers. And at the end, uh, we need to integrate them. So it's like in life, you know, <laughs> we need to learn how to communicate with each other <laughs> to bring this big picture. <laughs> No, I, I think it's it, it's funny, isn't it? We've we've kind of gone. We're you know breaching into Industry 4.0. It's the 21st century, and we're still talking about communication. We've got every digitalized tool. We've got a connected world, but we're talking about the connect connectivity and communication. And and we spoke about that between the IT and the OT world, but we're also talking about connecting uh, you know in the manufacturing plant as well so it's amazing we've got all these additions but it, it goes back to a simple communication message sometimes yes exactly so communication is crucial for everything uh, yeah. from the uh, machines and it systems uh, to the people working on the mes projects uh, i think that the communication is very important <laughs> no agreed well, as, as we, we're kind of talking about communication, so, you know, we mentioned at the outset STEM and, and, and women in STEM is a passionate area of yours. So to tell us a little bit, maybe Martina, about your thoughts on, on how we can increase um, women in STEM and, and adoption of women coming to the manufacturing or the shop floor and, and understanding that side. I think that um, in general, in today's world, I think that uh, there is a big fear of mathematics. And there is a, a big catch in mathematics. Why mathematics is hard? Not because it's like really, really hard. It's only because uh, mathematics is one of the parts where, you know, from the early age, when you start uh, with the numbers and uh, everything, um, 
this is like a continuous work. So what happens to young children already is that uh, if they are uh, continuously not working uh, on mathematics, doing their homework, doing their homework okay. in mathematics and physics continuously, small homeworks continuously bring big, big results. But yeah. if you have a one gap in mathematics, this is where things start to be complicated. Okay. And um, once you get this gap, it is then harder than in the rest of the areas to get a hold of the things again. And <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where uh, I think that uh, the parents and uh, the school system and everything needs to step in. You know that we really need to have like a continuous uh, learning and upbuilding of that knowledge. And yep. in the same time, um, we shouldn't, starting at home, we shouldn't mm. uh, make such a big deal out of mathematics, engineering, science. Okay. We should bring it uh, closer to the people with a, a simple and small experiments and uh, in every way possible that uh, we can do it. No, that makes it so. So what I'm hearing from you, Martina, is, you know, essentially, bring it to the mainstream in terms of take away maybe the fear factor, take away the, um, you know, barrier to entry, make it fun for, for school children. But I, you know, I, we probably both remember some of the small experiments in science school and engineering and building a bridge and stuff, but, you know, making more of that gamification of them topics and, and maybe we'll have more people, especially women, buying into continuing those subjects through, through education. Exactly. So, um, uh, I will share my personal experience. So uh, I was one of the rare girls in my classroom that was good in mathematics. <laughs> this was uh, all uh, thanks to my family. Okay. So the family is very important here yeah. because uh, my father uh, is engineer and by my mother and my father, I was always like, a, pushed in that direction okay it doesn't you do not have to do it one day but uh, uh, you need to do your homework uh, you know and if you have some questions come and ask me uh, the yes. teachers we had a different kinds of teachers but uh, at home uh, if uh, we start uh, frightening our children already with the mathematics oh my god this is hard yeah then uh, they will get this same feeling and this is something that I really want to change uh, in a lot of uh, households because it's not difficult uh, sometimes it happens in life we didn't have a perfect mathematics teacher or a physics teacher and so on so this is the problem maybe but not that the mathematics or physics or chemistry is hard yes it's not hard it's <laughs> just you're building up your knowledge and yeah. you know uh, you need to support uh, your child in that way as well uh, to really try to find themselves in anything that they want to do, but yeah. to give them that opportunity uh, that they are not afraid of mathematics, physics, chemistry, and so on, science in general, mm. to give them that opportunity not to be afraid and yeah. uh, for them to explore their way by themselves. I think that's a great message and I think that's a great metaphor for the rest of like educational learning as well. Don't be afraid to, to try these topics. Don't just believe the hype that they're hard or it's challenging, you know, see if we can make it fun. And 
I guess that's that's a that's a really great message. So now now you are a, a business owner, and um, you and Domagoy launched um, Fire Manufacturing IT. Um, maybe you could give us a bit of an overview into you know what you're doing and and what your business is kind of focused on, Martina. Yes, so um, uh, we started our own company uh, this year. First Congratulations. of January. Thank you very much. We are ha very happy and enthusiastic about it. And uh, what we want to bring uh, to our clients is a whole new landscape. Okay. So uh, uh, MES is only a part of it. We want to bring like the whole integrated solution for the uh, manufacturing uh, starting from the data flow and okay. uh, not only from the production equipment of, but from ipc and lab equipment uh, all the systems integrated that can that are supporting manufacturing uh, so from l2 layer l3 uh, to the erp okay as an sat I think yes. this is uh, very important uh, for our clients uh, to have a deeper understanding. Aha, uh -huh, what data I can get from this system, from this, from that system, uh, or, or how can I benefit the most from this interface? Yeah. Um, and as well uh, to have some kind of like a, a lean approach to the integration. So yeah. all my e equipment is integrated in the same way so that at the end my data is consistent and yep. in the future with this consistency i can do some further big data analysis that can bring benefit to my manufacturing process and i can make it more efficient and more um, as well uh, user friendly for the operators that are that are directly on the lines mm. No, that makes sense. And, and then obviously it, it makes sense with your background in the level two layer and to, to use your expertise there. So um, so talking about your business then in terms of, you know, eventually, you know, hiring and growing the team and, and such. So obviously if there's going to be a, a big incentive for you to to build a culture where women can join, women can feel um, motivated, inspired, and, and hopefully you can be a big part of the next generation's uh, progress in this space. Exactly. So uh, our focus uh, is to make a kind of like a, a very nice goal oriented. Uh, we are uh, goal oriented uh, with a strong sense of team mm. uh, players. So goal oriented to team players and um, mixed environment between women and men. Yes. Uh, this is, I think, uh, that way your business can be successful mm. the most and you can bring the most uh, out of your business and definitely uh, supporting uh, the women in that way that they can, as mm. I am, they can be mothers and they can be a successful business women. They can I, I, do it. I, I really, really like that message, Martina. And, you know, I, I remember when we first started working together and I think your son was was very young at the time. And yeah, I think he was on six months old, six, six months, months old. old. Yeah. So, you know, you had a, a young child and you were relocating your, your family from from Croatia to Germany. He was getting back into workflow. And and, you know, I remember thinking, you know, this this lady's really impressive. So 
it's great to hear now that you know you you've continued your successful career that you're motivated to inspire the next generation and you're really passionate about doing that so you know i'm really really delighted to hear that thank you daniel it's very <laughs> nice to hear that <laughs> what, what i was going to ask what it is so you're you're, you're domagoy and, and fine manufacturer it are, are in croatia or croatia is that what is the culture in croatia like for for women in stem and that motivation you know compared to where maybe germany where you spent five years or so there is not much difference between germany and croatia in that way so we we have uh we have when i say a lot then mm. it's always like what you are comparing it with mm. uh, of course uh, that the main goal uh, is to have uh, around 50 50 yes. you know women and men but uh, compared to germany uh, we are kind of in the same numbers uh, as uh, uh, in uh, croatia uh, but uh, still in germany and in croatia there mm. are not enough uh, women uh, who are in stem and mm. this uh, is changing but it's changing very slowly uh, it's, yeah. uh, compared to the changes uh, in the industry on the market uh, everywhere where you take a look in life so for yeah. example in croatia today uh, if uh, i am ill i don't have to get, go to the doctor to see my doctor to get a recipe for my medicine i mm. can just call my doctor and uh, automatically uh, my recipe will be sent to the pharmacy yeah and i can just pick it up so <laughs> this change in the real world is happening much faster than uh the number of the women that is being increasing in this uh, stem uh mm. field and uh, this is where i think that uh, we need to motivate uh um, girls and women more and um honestly speaking like uh looking at the cartoons because i have a small child <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, looking at everything around me I don't feel that there is enough motivation for that. Okay. Especially not for girls. And this is what I want to change. I think yeah. that uh, the guys from the start, I have only a son, so mm. I can uh, I can speak about that world as well. They are mm. from the start kind of motivated with their cars, um, building things, manufacturing building things, things manufacturing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. While the girls, no, not so much. Yeah. So um, there's the whole kind of cultural change as well, even from, you know, maybe how children or, or women, or, sorry, girls are actually raised up and, and given that exposure to manufacturing or to engineering, definitely. And I think that as well, I think that the fathers have a big role in that today. <laughs> yeah. uh, fathers raising girls, like my father had a big role in that in my sisters and my life uh, uh that uh, they need to include their girls when they are fixing something <laughs> whatever they are doing you know yeah. they need to include them and not say oh no she <laughs> shouldn't do that because she is a girl yes i i'm laughing there because i i just had a daughter or my, my my wife just had a daughter so definitely can resonate with that that feeling at the moment so no that makes sense I, I think this is a topic we could chat for ages about martina and you know what would be good is is maybe in in the future in a year's time or so to to reconnect on things and and see what what you guys have done at, at fi to to kind of inspire and motivate and see what other changes we can we can talk about but 
I think this has been a, a really good conversation and delighted to, to have you on the pod. So thanks so much for your participation. Thank you very much, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, we will talk again. Definitely. We will, we will. Yeah, thanks. exactly. Thanks, and thanks Martina. for everything you've done for us as a family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was honestly my pleasure. I, as I say, I remember back, it was the, the first time I'd kind of helped relocate a family. So, you know, it was a, a nervous time for me, but so delighted to hear that it worked out well. You had a great time and, and have now moved, moved back. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks. My pleasure. Speak to you soon, Martina. Bye-bye.